0: Big Red Fetch Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: Well it's that time of the week once more here on Cork's Good Times Red FM, a jam-packed show today including interviews from Cork City boss Tim Clancy and new signing Greg Bulger ahead of the League of Ireland season kicking off next week Also coming up will be Rory's chat with Irish rugby legend Shane Horgan But first a reminder Liverpool remain top of the Premier League with their 3-1 win against Burnley today and great to see Cork's Cuevie and Kelleher in goals hopefully it will be a win tonight for the other men in red as the Cork hurlers play Kilkenny in Super Value Parky Cueve as it is now known where throwing is at 7.30 I had the pleasure earlier of catching up with writer John O'Shea and he gave us a quick preview about the game Around an hour and a half Time Cork take on Kilkenny In the second round Of the Allianz Hurling League Delighted to be joined here With John O'Shea John it's, I wouldn't say It's a must win for Cork But it feels like They need the win here More than Kilkenny do Would you
2: agree? He, he, do you know, I think I think definitely after last week in, in Clare I think you know, coming down to Park or super value park you know, I suppose to give it the correct title. The, I think, the Cork definitely need a need a reaction, really, you know. Even the the, the never mind the Clare game, do you, do you even off the back of twenty twenty three as well. Have they do what there's This a lot of optimistic noises around Cork as well and you know, in terms of the project, that Pat Ryan is trying to implement there, and bring a couple, of, you know, a couple of young players into the squad as well. So, I, 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 and I just think there's a pile of aspects of the performance up in Clare last week as well that they want to put right. You know, especially with things in terms of the physicality, especially the second half. Um, up in Ennis, up in uh, Clare player definitely had the had the better of um, things uh, overall. So I think they want to put a race and definitely in in front of a home crowd tonight as well. Um, guess uh, ultimately, I know it's still only February, but you know, still just maybe just to give um, Cork's curling supporters and the, the Cork publics um, stuff to be kind of optimistic about heading into the the, the into the championship
1: yeah what do you think about the five changes he made um, it's Owen and Rob Downey uh, Conor O'Callan in midfield uh, Luke Mead uh, as well there and uh, Tim O'Mahony
2: yeah, yeah you know it's a, it's it's kind of it's a real you know, at the time of the and you know, in on with the league. How how do managers approach it? You know, it's a real it's a kind of not, not a conundrum. But you know, it, it, you know, there's a lot of things kind of to, to juggle up when you're when you're in terms of what what, what managers know in, in in the modern game. Like even for petroine and Cork, what what do they want to get out of the league? You know, because even ultimately, like you're, you're trying to. To kind of find the the settled team, and then you're at the same time maybe you're trying to get a couple of results, so you're finishing the, towards the top into the of the, of the group like as well, and then at the same time maybe you're trying to you know blood a couple of younger players as well. You know, obviously there's there's plenty of talent in 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 the Cork ranks from from the cock so like from winning three under twenties and in, in for the last four years as well. Like so, there's plenty of them. Um, Joe, you're trying to get them a, a taste of senior level. And then on, on top of that, as you well, know, obviously with the with the, with the, with the Fitzgibbons and the, you know there's the, a the, the real like there's a lot of are playing even at this early stage of the year. You're playing a lot, a lot of game time. And there's a lot of things to juggle up. So like I think you know definitely you know, it's it, it, I'd say for Padley in terms of that you're, you're trying to just give a bit more game time so it'd be fascinating just to see how um, how things how they kind of click tonight against um, uh, a, a, a Kenny Side who you know under, under Derek Ling as well who, who have aspirations of going a long way this year as well you know
1: Yeah but we do as well surely I mean every county at this, oh, yeah. at this level surely does um, what do you think about the goalkeeping situation between uh, Pat Collins and Brian Saunderson at the moment <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like it's um, just it's, it's a fascinating it's, it's kind of a little, you know, um, just for it's it's kind of be I'd say I, I would imagine like with with the league as well. The he, she, you you think he would kind of mix a match and give them both, like you know, into the staff, like Joe Patrick Collins is obviously done with, like for, for the game tonight, and then yeah, I think Brian re- pre- re- 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 was playing,
1: playing last night,
3: yeah.
2: So ultimately I think maybe like that, that that's the way I, I I I would if it was me you know, I, I, I'd, I in my opinion I think that's what he might kind of tend to do. Don't make the match and then ultimately when it comes to the, the end of the league then you'll make maybe a, a more kind of informed decision based off the league game. So right this is the you're on the bone for the championship. So Patrick Collins probably would well, you you'd, you'd think maybe he would have the slight edge maybe just from from being around the the senior setup maybe that'd be longer but like you know you never know Sandra Brian Sanderson might be you might give the the pack line and and, the, and the, the selectors there something to think about them um, over the next couple of weeks as well.
1: Yeah, just a lot of comments online. I guess you want to put people on about the amount of ball Pat Collins is giving away from the outs. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you know Especially like with 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 this far, like really, it's a crucial part, like the the games and know. Like you. You know, if you're if you're if you're getting the like the puckouts kind of when you're looking at the like even clear in, in their physicality, but even if you're looking like at the the benchmark with Limerick at the moment, as well. you know if, if these things aren't maybe? nailed down to a tee like they're going to they're going to get eaten alive like you know um, so I, I, you know it's probably I, I don't I, I still think probably it, you know in the second week of February so it's probably not something that's going to cause massive um cause for alarm but so still it's definitely something that um I'd imagine Pat Collins will, will want to sharpen up now over the next couple of weeks and so definitely when, when the month of championship starts as well
1: Yeah who do you think people should be looking out for tonight?
2: Uh, but, you know, obviously, I you know, welcome return turn. I'd be, be interested to see um, Matt Coleman I you know, welcome return turn into the camp in a big. Yes. You know, they, I, I I think he might come on at some stage um, from the bench to get a bit of game time. You know, um, like Patrick Horgan, like to so the. So, get to yet get like to you know, to be honest, he, like, if you're looking at player, maybe in terms of the greatest players to get to, I uh, hope who proves the twin and all or but who's yet to win one? I'd say Patrick Corgan is right out the top of the list. Yeah, so, obviously the younger Joe, like, Owen watched others, so the so Owen Downey there, there, there's a couple, even Conor Cullen as well. So there's a couple of, like. So it's be just to see guys from the under twenties well stepped up into the senior ranks. There's plenty of and there's a there's a there's a pool of talent there as well, you know, like the, um Joe Ben Cunningham, you know, there's a there's numerous guys there, people who um who be who would a keen eye on Cork probably would definitely um be I'd say that there's guys who are gonna be seeing that they, they could be real leaders for Cork in the years to come.
1: Yeah, hopefully Dara Fitzgibbon comes back from his injury. Uh Tommy O'Connell mm. of uh Middleton in midfield actually is an interesting as one one as well. He's coming from the half backs in into midfield.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That a, you know? I think maybe like, even the, he took his goal very right well up in them, um, and in this last week as well. you know? Like, it's probably it's probably something he's gay, He'd be hoping maybe if, he, if the opportunity arises again tonight, so um, he'd be hoping to to step up to the mark. But like, you know? He's another one of those like, and I think you know, I think Pat Ryan as well. Probably would know like f- from from working from in the under twenties um, in the past as well. You know, so like there's um, you know, it, 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 there's there's plenty there. And uh, you know? I think ultimately as well. you know what's you know, as much as both well the performance as well you know even like a, a, do you know, Cork as well they want to be ready to go like and, and, I, I suppose first of all throw the Munster Championship but like I think even you want to kind of maybe get that winning momentum you know even and get a get get a bit of momentum in general really um, over the league uh, into the Championship you know uh, like, cause if, like even look, look at last year as well like the the games, like obviously the Limerick game and even the Clare game in the Championship last year as well like and don't so and and all i was the tip games and in in parking for like the they' cock they the, the, i think they show like really with the. With the, with the, with the blend they have at the moment there as well like they're not that far away from maybe getting to the to the latter stages and like really like it's probably if you're looking like a at Limerick a team potentially maybe breaking Limerick's dominance in the maybe this year or in the next couple of years like you think really in terms definitely with the the way how the under-20s and the end the, the, the success at underage that Cork have had and the, there's definitely you think a couple of players there who are going to step up and like so the overall Cork definitely had the potential to Really, be the team who look well, well up there to be one of the strongest equipped to maybe take down Limerick as well. You know,
1: John O'Shea, interesting stuff. Hopefully, yeah, the Rebels get a win tonight as well. Thanks very much for joining us.
2: So much Thank you.
1: Yeah, best of luck to the rebels later on. We'll turn our attentions to rugby now. Uh, currently in the Six Nations, it's Wales fourteen, England eight. Now one is in Twickenham, and Ireland will continue to will continue their push for a back-to-back Grand Slams tomorrow. And after last week's uh, support win over France, Italy come to the Aviva Stadium. Uh, the Italians running England close on opening day, of course, last weekend. And ahead of the game, Rory has been speaking to former Ireland star and current Virgin Media television analyst, Shane Horgan.
0: All right, ahead of Virgin Media's Super Sunday of Sport this weekend, I'm delighted to be joined by Shane Horgan to talk about all things Ireland versus Italy, but also the Super Bowl, which is happening this coming Sunday night, which you can also see on Virgin Media television. Shane, how are you, sir? Thanks for joining us today.
4: I'm good, thanks. I'm scared about the Super Bowl. My knowledge is limited.
0: I've no idea. That's <laughs> who, you got? Who, you, who, who you? Who are you backing?
4: Um, uh, I'm uh, backing. Um, um, what's her name?
0: 49ers. Taylor Swift. 49ers. That's who I'm backing for, to to win. You're a Swift. You're Swiftie soul, Shane. Are you? Sw- my.
4: <laughs> no comment. <laughs>
0: Um, let's talk about France versus Ireland just looking at some of the stats from Virgin Media television, over a million people tuned into your coverage last Friday night, 67% audience share, over 200,000 streams, it just shows you Shane I suppose, first off the appetite for rugby in this country but also the interest in this Irish team from the general public
4: yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable if you if you look at those numbers and sort of you know we saw huge numbers in the Six Nations uh, last year and then sort of you know, even further again on um, uh, on the World Cup and and you think in some ways you know there the World Cup there might be sort of a drop off but it was it was absolutely opposite so I think. You know, this Irish team is on a journey, you know, and you know, to to some degree you thought maybe that was the the end of the journey was at the World Cup and the disappointment that, that um that came with it. But but that's not the case. I think people see, you know, that there is there's hopefully going to be continued success. People love success. Um and um you know, this Irish team continues to deliver. And, you know, while they continue to do that, I think we're going to um you know, we're going to see a, an increase in interest. And I think it's really heartening that the exposure that, that came with the World Cup you know really seems to have delivered a, a continued audience into the six nations and that's that's exactly what you want from you know from um a rugby perspective listen I love uh, watching Ireland and and, and commentating on Ireland and analyzing Ireland but I love rugby as well and sort of you know rugby's taken a few knocks um you know over the last few years and then there's some some you know big struggles around it but you know, I think at its core, it is—it's a brilliant sport to watch, and it's—it's it's, it's hugely entertaining. And I think certainly, you know, we saw that over the opening weekend at Six Nations. Well, Six Nations is a special competition. There's no doubt about it. You know, it comes at the right time. We're just getting through January. We need something to look forward to, and you can embrace it. Ireland gave us that on um, um, at the at the weekend, and and listen, you know, the um, in particular the Scotland and, and Wales game was also a, a remarkable. Game and I, you know, I was watching it thinking, this is, you know, this is what Six Nations rugby is about as well. So I'm really hopeful um, that um, there are going to be many more games like that over the course of uh, of the the championship. And you know, look, look at this weekend. That Scotland France game is like stand out as well. It's going to be brilliant on the Saturday. I'm looking forward to how those two teams deal with what went on last week and this, you know, and with every Six Nations, the stories that develop over the over the weeks.
0: Yeah, um, I don't want to say Shane that there was doom and gloom. I suppose heading into last week's game of France, but a lot of pundits were backing France to beat Ireland, uh, especially with the game being played in Marseille. Were you therefore, I suppose, surprised by Ireland's performance and the way they took the game to France last Friday?
4: Well, I was one of those, <laughs> and, and it wasn't. It, it wasn't like I wasn't sort of doom and gloom, and you know, I do think that um, it is you know that that thinking maybe comes from a historical context and in fairness it's maybe a new type of thinking that certainly this team have but maybe us as analysts and commentators have to have to understand as well that you know maybe the fears that you know teams that we were part of and the difficulties that we had over the years you know this irish iterate this iteration of the irish team doesn't seem to have those same hang-ups so while um I you know, I thought Ireland, you know, would would deliver a, a decent performance. I just thought everything that was going on with France, their hangover from the World Cup, the emotion, the fact it was the side of France, they should deliver a monster performance. And Ireland could lose. Ireland can lose games and still do okay. You know, that's that's they don't have to win every single game. That's not 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 realistic. But you know, they they want to win every game and you know they just delivered a performance that was you know left. Um, you know, uh, France, uh, you know, in in, in sort of in the shadows. So um, the level of of performance um, and the comfort and the professionalism um, sort of surprised me to some degree in a a very positive and, and, and welcome way.
0: Certainly so, yeah. Just from a cork perspective for us here at Red FM, um, there was a lot of, I suppose, pressure on Jack Crowley's shoulders heading into the game as the air apparent to to Johnny Sexton at ten. Um a couple of, I suppose, blips here and there, but overall a very, very solid performance from what looks like Ireland's num- new number ten.
4: But does he he's gonna have an opportunity at ten that maybe um, other, you know, tens um, that have taken over a, a mantle, maybe haven't got. going kind to of more, even more pressurised. I think we're going to see Crowley, you know, play for the entire Six Nations. I don't think we're going to see any sort of change of rotation. Now I could be wrong. The team's names tomorrow, but I, I think that he'll get game time. And there is not, in you know, in all honesty, there's not somebody knocking down the door to challenge him you know it's, it's not a, a race of equals at the moment now that, that may change over time so that in effect sort of gives him a comfort that he knows he'll play six nations and probably the summer towards the starting 10 and um, is you're right there was a couple of blips along the way that is absolutely fine you know he's he's a 10 who hasn't got a huge amount of experience for ireland um you know he he's allowed to have a couple of blips it's how he sort of starts to eliminate those blips in the coming games. And we would want, you know, of course, he and the team and everybody wants to see sort of a reduction, those sort of maybe low percentage options that that he took on a couple of occasions. Um, But while we we want him to retain that spark and the ingenuity and the ambition, that is the reason why he's playing and starting for Ireland. So... Um, but what impressed me most was his resilience after those mistakes. You know, you're in the centre of France. It's kind of a new environment for you. You're the boss of the team. Um, first proper Six Nations start in, in that way, and um, you know, your head could go down, but it didn't go down for a moment. And actually, even in between mistakes, he was doing very positive things. So, does he have a you know a, areas of his game that he needs to work on? Yes, he does. You know, and. Um, you know, can he eliminate those mistakes? Absolutely, and I think they're relatively easy to eliminate, actually. Um, but what he has is a, is a resolve and resilience that's actually quite hard to learn. So he's got that in him already. And you know, I always, you know, my my mind always goes back to the um, the semi final against uh, Leinster uh, for Munster and that drop goal, and that just showed the sort of character that he has and the bottle he has. Um, and you know that, I think, has driven him into Ireland and will continue to be sort of the cornerstone of why he'll be given the opportunity to, to prove that he's he's rightfully Ireland's number 10 over the next uh, number of games.
0: Another chance to show why this coming Sunday against Italy, which is live and Virgin Media television. Um, Italy ran England close last week. Uh, they are getting better and better, and I suppose they're not the pushovers that you could say that they were in previous years, Shane.
4: It's hard to know. It's really hard to know. They have a new coach that's come in. He's he's thinking about sort of like things slightly more pragmatic. Um, but there was definitely ambition in, in what they were doing, especially at scrum time. They had a you know a couple of really good offloads for tries, and they were impressive. But we don't know in Italy. I have to say, and and we have to we have to look at their record and and what they've done and and how they progressed. And I think a. We've seen a lot of half decent performances from them in the first game of the Six Nations, and you know an expectation that the team has moved on and they're getting better, um, but maybe not delivering on that. So um, my expectations aren't super high, I have to say, and and I think that you know you know Ireland delivering a performance and um, you know that they're capable of or sort of anywhere near they're capable of, I don't think that sort of Italy will be able to um, you know live with them at all. No. I really hope Italy are progressing but we certainly can't tell from um, you know our first game against an England that's very much in rebuilding phase where they are. We may know more about them or we will know more about them and their project uh, post the game on Sunday.
0: Um, finally for me, Shane, um, Grand Slams don't come along very often. The chance to go back to back in Grand Slams is, is, is incredibly rare. This is a golden opportunity for this Irish side
4: it is <laughs> it's like scarcely believable um, you know Ireland's had to wait so long for their second Grand Slam and you know we've been in the shake-up for so many and won a couple since then you know this is a new reality for, for Six Nations rugby it's a new ra- reality for Ireland um, that doesn't mean that this is a slam dunk by any measure as you say Six, Na- um, Six Nations Championship Grand Slams are very difficult to come by um, you know um, I don't think anyone's done a, a double in the in the Six Nations, maybe um, in the Five Nations Grand Slam, but they are like hen's teeth. And, um, you know, that's because there is a lot of things that have to go right, and there's a lot of factors uh, in order for a team to be able to deliver them. Ireland have put themselves in the best possible position to do that. I think they'll be in a better position after the Italy game, but it is certainly sort of no counting of chickens, but I know this much we'll all be disappointed and the Irish team will be extremely disappointed if we don't deliver
0: Excellent Shane it's been a pleasure talking to you sir thanks for joining us on the Big Red today. Thanks a million anytime Rory nice to speak to you
1: That game is live on Virgin Media Television tomorrow along with the Super Bowl and surely Ireland get the win there but take nothing for granted and I'm sure Andy Farrell's men will certainly not to the League of Ireland now and I was delighted to attend the League of Ireland launch in Vicar Street last week And I got the opportunity to catch up with Cork City boss Tim Clancy about the season ahead and City's opener against Kerry in Turner's Cross on this coming Friday at 7.45. Enjoy. Sorry we to be joined here with Tim Clancy Cork City boss look it's been a tough old pre-season for you I'm sure but um, what can fans take positive from the few games
5: yeah listen um, it's been really good in regards to it's a new group together um, we've had some good run outs against really good opposition uh, we've lost a few games in pre-season which was out of our control obviously we lost the Derry game we lost the Douglas Hall game um, and then we had to we had to lose the Sligo game unfortunately because of uh, the change of venue for um, the Shells game was moved to Dublin and we couldn't do two, uh, sorry, three away trips in six days so that part has been a little bit frustrating but um, otherwise uh, the training and all's going really well and we can't wait now to start the season next week
0: yeah
1: and that's so personally for yourself how's um, life adjusting uh, into Cork uh-huh.
5: yeah it's been brilliant uh, listen it's, it's a huge huge club so um, it's absolutely a privilege to be given the honour to, to manage uh, Cork City so um, we're really, I'm really excited looking forward to it we've had a good pre-season now um, we've avoided injuries uh, in the long long part of it um, so yeah listen it's just, it's just the last week now gets a bit itchy to get the season
1: started the Squad depth is that a bit of a worry we seem to be lacking that standout number nine at the moment or is there anyone that's going to step up no, into that role
5: we've also brought Nathan uh, Wood in from Newport who plays through the middle or off the side so himself and Murph um, we've got young Jade Numa who can play up there as well and I think I um, think I think fans might be a little bit uh, reluctant or hesitant with the with the with this squad at the minute, but I don't think it really is how good and talented the young players we have at the club, and I think that's going to be evident throughout the season. And um, when you have legs of Jaden you have uh, obviously a massive talent in Jaden, and a lot of clubs are looking at him throughout Europe, yeah. I think Carlos Sullivan um, is going to be one that's going to really stand out in the country this year. Um, I'm really really excited with Cahill uh, I've worked with a lot of good young players previously with Sam Curtis and Adam Murphy and Luke McNally William Hunnamark Killian Phillips lads have had uh, really good good career so far and good moves and I think Cahill is, is right up there and I think uh, the impact he's going to have this season is going to be massive
1: obviously Umar incredible talent but is that not a lot of pressure on the 15 16 year olds no
5: listen we'll manage we'll manage Jaden. he's 15 he's, he's going to be 16 in March uh, physically he's very good um, an unbelievable talent he's a uh, doing really well in international football as well, and no doubt he's going to have a massively uh, successful career. Um, and he probably want to follow in the path of his, his older brother Franco. So that's one that we'll manage this year. And it's uh, it's again, it's an exciting project for the likes of uh, Jaden as well. Yeah. And he's going to have a huge impact this season as well.
1: Ben Benfica was the one room, or Does he have? On options going to England, or would he prefer um, maybe? I, listened, word I think
5: I think Jaden at the minute is just concentrating on Cork City. Um, but I've no doubt when when he's 16 and the next window opens, he's going to have multiple options from across uh, various countries in Europe, and, and top top teams will be after him because he's a he's a massive talent. He's a, probably a standout talent at that age himself, and Mason William maybe at that age for. Uh, um in the country. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure he'll have loads loads of options and um but again he's concentrating on Cork City first and he wants to get that right and to listen who knows we might hold on to him for, for uh a couple of seasons until England opens up.
1: Yeah Jack Doherty's kind of lauded as the marquee signing we have this year. How's he uh, adapted into the team? Jack's brilliant he's uh, he's obviously
5: a lot of goals in, in Jack. He's a very talented player he's um experience at this level as well um, he's in full-time football now so he hasn't been in, in a while so um, yeah it's it's a it's a really good opportunity for Jack as well um, he's settled in really really well and again I think uh, he's the type of player that the fans are really going to improve or sorry enjoy he'll improve the, the squad and He's a, an older head now as well himself, Greg Bulger, um, Sean Murray, um, Keane Coleman. We've got a few older heads now as well and yeah. it's a good mix with the, with the youngsters as well.
1: Yeah, so any News in the captaincy for the year.
5: Yeah, Keane's going to be the captain. He was the club captain last year. Um, I don't think it'll have any effect on, on Greg, how Greg will be. He'll be the main leader in the dressing room, which he has been in, in every cl- uh, club he's been at. So, um, but again, like, captaincy is it's something that's on someone's arm. It's, yeah. it's not really going to be any different to what's uh, happening on the pitch. Um, and again it's, it's one that we look at. I've, I've done that at previous clubs where I've had uh, Chris Forrester as sort of a, a vice-captain and I gave it to Joe Redmond instead of Chris got to do with Chris who was more to get something out of a younger player uh, and a was similar at Trotter when I took it off Sean Brennan and gave it to Jake Highland as well and it could be a similar situation this season where you want other players to step up and, and, and add to their leadership skills as opposed to just always being the same characters
1: Yeah, Have cities uh, finished signing players?
5: No we should be getting another another uh, centre back in anyway um, it's definitely something we want to get in and we still haven't used all our loans but um, another centre back would definitely be in the door uh, yeah. in the next uh, few days hopefully
1: Injuries was something that really? Really killed us last year how do you go about negating that especially in poor pitches unfortunately in first division
5: yes yeah, that's not really the, the, the pitches. throughout the season should be okay it's just very difficult with uh where we're at when it comes to um pre-season we're doing it in the in the worst period in the year for for clubs in ireland um, and that was the biggest worry with the wilton game it was, it was so early in pre-season that the lads had only been in about six, seven times so um we played the young lads and unfortunately biggest fear happened when one of the young lads has probably done his ACL which is going to keep him out for the guts of a year and it's probably a little bit early in pre-season to have that game where if it had been let's say Greg Bulger or Sean Murray one of the experienced players it would have been um, a big big blow for us so um, it's navigating our ways through uh, pre-season on turf and then playing games on heavy pitches and that's sort of where you can pick up the, the muscle injuries but listen we're, we're in good uh Good place at the minute, and we just can't wait to get the season started. Uh, what, what can fans expect
1: from the season ahead?
5: I just think like this, and I think the biggest thing they're going to get from it is the, the talented young players. Um, it's going to be huge. Genuinely, um, I mentioned there, um, Jade and McCullough are probably the two more uh, well-known ones, but there's, there's Matty Murray and Matty Kiernan and Josh Fitz, and there's Aaron Healy. There's a lot of really, really talented young players at the at the club, and. Um, I think they're going to have a big impact uh, on the season. And again, listen, we want to play with uh, a lot of uh, energy going forward. Um, and it's just getting the right balance then of and making sure we're,
1: we're steady at the yeah, back. As well. the, the open training session one day, that looked like a bit of crack. Uh, how was that day for you?
5: Yeah, it was really good. And again, it's frustrating for the fans because we lost. Uh, we lost the game against Shelburne on
1: um, Saturday. Supposed to be in Turner's Cross and. So uh, j- just on that, by all accounts, the second half performance was far better than the first half. Was there anything you did at half time? Uh, listen, we
5: changed that we changed formation at half time as well. I think because. Uh, Craig was uh, had a little niggle and he missed the game, and uh, Keane Coleman was was resting something as well. That we were probably short in the centre back area, so we changed formation a little bit in the first half, and we hadn't really worked on it. Uh, Conor Drainan and John O'Donovan were were playing as well, and they've missed the first two and a half weeks of pre-season, so. Again, um, it was a little bit difficult for them, but Shells uh, are quite a good team. They're well-drilled, and, and they pick up little tricky areas, but when we changed formation to, possibly the, the formation we would be going with this season, um, second half, we a lot more energy, and we are able to get close to Shells, and um, yeah, again, it, 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 it was pleasing second half, but again, pre-season's about not picking up injuries. Uh, Mal tweaked his hammy, but he should be okay, and uh, that's the main thing.
1: Yeah, and I suppose, geez, what was I going to say there? coming in a lot of fans are going to have huge expectations on going up the season straight away is that a different type of pressure than what you used to with another club you know just kind of no it not European at all
5: place. it's not it's, it's a privilege it's not a pressure I've said that previously You said pressure is parents waking up and uh, not having bills or money to pay bills and kids going to bed hungry that's pressure on, on people it's not football it's a privilege to manage Cork City and it's something that um, I'm uh, hugely grateful of giving the opportunity for and um, there, should be, there should be expectations and uh, so-called pressure um, and that should be the case because we should be aiming to win the league this year, bouncing straight back up and that's the plan. Okay.
1: Tim Grancy, thanks so much for joining me. Cheers, thank you. Great stuff from Tim. Best of luck to him throughout the season. A big season ahead for Jaden Uma, it looks like. You are listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Good Times Red FM. Dan Casey with you for the next half hour with interviews from Cork City women's boss Danny Murphy as well as chat with men's signing Greg Bulger and cover amblers Keen Brown. You won't want to miss these. We'll be back shortly.
0: The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red
1: FM Welcome back to the Big Red Bench, Dan Casey here in the hot seat on Red FM following on for my chat with Cork City men's boss Tim Clancy there was also plenty of interesting conversation had with women's gaffer Danny
6: Murphy Danny Murphy, how's preseason season going for you? Yeah it's been good really good um, girls have come back in really good shape so made my job a lot easier um, so we've been able to go more straight back into the football side of things and it's been brilliant I mean we we asked them to do a little bit more than normal in the off season and uh, the girls stuck to it and they, they want to improve they want to get better they want to they want the club to achieve more, and they want they want to be higher up the table. And yeah. they understand the work they've got of putting off the pitches, what will get them there. And they've really bought into it, and they're trying to do the right things. Just from looking at stuff online, it seems like strength and
1: conditioning is already a huge part of their season this year. Is that fair to say?
6: Yeah, um, I would say. I think people people call it strength conditioning. with quite athletic development. So more mobility, more um, you know the mobility side of making them that little bit quicker a little bit more agile uh, bit of having better movements in how they do stuff and more, more of a focus on that more than that building strength and uh, we've made a big focus on that because we want to move the ball better um, I think we're quite a good footballing side we just need to be able to move it a little bit quicker and being more agile with it and you know, then you don't need the physical strength because it's yeah. difficult for them to get near you. But yeah, look, we've, we've had elements of the strength side of it, and they definitely, the girl, you can see it in the girls' bodies, they look physically stronger. Um, so there's, there's, a, an ele- there's elements of the strength, but I would say more on the mobility, hip mobility, and the speed and endurance side of things, really. How do you increase
1: something like speed? Do you think that'll be something so natural, but is there the work you could put in to make yourself faster all
6: the time? Yeah, I think look. To be honest, like we have a woman in working with Ola, and she looks after that side of things. So like, I'll say, I want this. Can you do that? This is what I need to see, and Ola uh, put the program together and do it. And I think it's more for the explosive power. um being quicker over like the five to ten yards, um, don't need to build strength and uh, speed over hundred meters. So it's not making them a little bit quicker over the distance on the pitch and make it being just a little bit sharper around the ball. Um, so we've really had a focus on that, and you can see it. You really can, especially in, uh, some of the girls. You're like, "Whoa!" Like it, it's yeah. really made a difference. In a relatively poor season
1: last year, you showed flashes of brilliance at times, especially mm-hmm. with the Island All-Ire- All-Ire- Cup run even. How do you keep that going on a more consistent basis?
6: I think it comes down to the start of the season. I think we have to have a good start. I think we didn't have a good start last year. Changed formation, personnel, probably too much throughout the season. Um, it's having that consistent basis of saying, look, going into the season, we played P-Mount in the first game. No one expects us to win the game. So we can go into that, you know, being yeah. confident look this is how we're going to start, and our first two games of the season are tough games, and it's saying, right, well, this is our team, this is what we're starting with, and you, you keep that for the two games, and no matter what the result, you stick it here, and you keep trying to improve, keep trying to get better, and I think having more consistency in the team, um, in who's playing where, and then it's down to players that then you can kind of add one or two in every week, whereas we felt last year, we were having to have probably three, four, five every week, and completely changing the shape and personnel, and... We want to be consistent with that issue and say, look, it's down to, if you're not in the team quite now, it's down to you to try and get yourself in the team and what you do at training, what you're doing off the pitch and how you apply yourself will give you that opportunity to get in the team. You you have a very young team, is that a worry? Um... I think if you're looking in terms of age, then you'd probably got some people say yes, but I'd think for me, I'm looking in terms of the footballing experience they've gained over the last year and a half since myself and James have been in. Like Heidi Mackin, probably around 20 games last year. Neve Cotter, 13 to 16 games. You know, so the girls, some of them younger girls, have played a lot of football. So you can't gain experience unless you play so the more experience they've got now playing games I'm ho- like, we hope that that will help him next year and that will stand to them so yeah look they're young we're still going to be probably the youngest team in the league but at the same time we're going to be a team that have got a lot of young girls with more experience than other clubs are having with the younger girls they're bringing in
1: yeah I mean this year there's no real jeopardy to everything I suppose but next year is that where your eye is with the potential relegation
6: yeah look it'll definitely come in next year I think 100% the league to have to do that to progress and with the other clubs having to put teams in it so like look we're young Myself, Fiona and people in the club sat down and we have a plan and where we want to go with it and what we're trying to achieve and we want to have a, a majority home-based cult club of mm-hmm. girls that are in court come through our academy come through the cl- academy and into the first team and have an affiliation with a football club and that, that was always going to take time and it was always going to be challenges and it was always going to be difficult at times but like, I think you know, majority of our girls are from court buying maybe one or two and then even one we've brought in from Cheryl Rovers order, Her parents are from Colt. So there's an affiliation still to the football club. And we want that team with passion, that want to play for the badge, that care about not winning games and care about where we finish in the season. And yeah, We know this year's not going to be easy for us, but we also know that how driven the girls are to want to be better and to finish higher up that it'll make thing, my job a lot easier because they, they have the drive and passion to want to get there and it's now just turning it into results and performances on the pitch and then that'll, that'll stand to us and we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, and the girls themselves, they've built up some relationship with the fans. You see scenes after mm. the home games, getting photos and things like that.
6: Yeah, no, look, the girls care about the football club. I think that, that's probably the one thing you can never kind of have a go about in terms of not playing for passion in the shirt pride in the shirt it like, adds to mean saying to wear the Cork City football shirt and like yeah, if it yeah. does not mean saying if you don't be it um, so we have had to kind of let a lot change a lot of things this year and there's things that we felt or personal maybe that we felt getting kind of had that drive and the passion but we feel that we've got a group there now that care about putting that shirt on so when you wear the shirt it has the means thing. and we do really think like the, the younger girls coming through are good and that they're going to keep driving the club forward.
1: Yeah, so you're happy with the squad you built this year, that they're determined, they're focused on the football aspect only.
6: Yeah, no, they definitely are, and like they're determined on making the club better. They all want to, they want the club to have success. They want us to to do well. They're not just here and happy to be here. They actually, some of them have their own individual goals of like wanting to go and play in England or making international camps and being in a home base setup or hopefully making an international full international cap. And they've got drive, and I think there's more drive in the team than has been in the team in the years since we've been here. And that drive will only help us because if one girl's got drive and the other girl's quite not there in that game, but they can pull each other along and hold each other accountable. And that's something we've always kind of been pushing with them and we've definitely noticed it within training as the group that they are holding each other more accountable and there's more drive within the group.
1: What's your mantra been over the past number of weeks and into the new season?
6: I think my biggest thing and I said to the girls is look this is how we're going to play and this is what we're going to do and this will be our style of play and this is what it needs to look like when we have the ball and this is what it needs to look like when we don't have the ball and it don't matter who we play against we're going to go out and that's how we're going to do it and we're going to we're going to have pride in the jersey it's going to mean something and every performance we're going to give 100% as a staff and as players and we've had it since the end of last season like the gym doing the gym in the off season doing the extra running, doing the extra classes, and it's there. And I think now we've got to start to turn, be more consistent in performance for periods of the game, um, playing over 90 minutes and kind of not 60 and 80 minutes. And then if we can start to be more consistent over the performances, I think then in one game, if we can do it for longer periods in a the game, then I think then we'll add the consistency over five and six games. Yeah. We're still going to have days where it won't work because they're young. There's still going to be times where games ain't quite going our way and we don't know how to get through it but if we keep trying to achieve what we want to achieve then I I honestly do think that we can get to where we want to get to Yeah, do
1: those messages have to be relatively simple because the players are so young and things like that? Um, Look
6: not not really like in terms of like they're not the brainiest and they can't do it it's a point of that we want things to be really basic, really simple, and we want to, we want to play in a certain way, and we want them to, everyone to have an idea exactly, no matter what position they play, they know what's needed. Or if I'm a left back or I'm a right back, and what I need to do to help support my centre back or my midfield or my right foot or my right winger or my goalkeeper. And like having all them things and be really clear and identity what we have, I think that we have that now, um, and we're still working on other things to help them and improve and. I think that the biggest thing is the girls know we want them to do well and we want to help them improve and get better. So like they also want to help the club improve and get better as well. Yeah, and I suppose just on the
1: one thing, Turner's Cross, you were kept away from there a few Mm. times last season. Bishopstone was nearly the home stadium at Mm. certain points. you to get away from that a bit this season.
6: We won't be playing any games unless they're at Turner's Cross. So with the MFA and the FAI and the club, they're going to have to make sure these things don't happen and we can't be having being told this is our home stadium and then we can't play there yeah. and the FAI will have to have a bigger role to play in that In at the end of the day we don't own the ground and we have to respect what their decision if they feel the pitch is not quite ready to be played but we also if sometimes I'm like if that's a men's game the game will go ahead yeah so we have to be more with the FAI I have to be put their foot down a little bit more and say no look that has to go ahead and it has to be played and if it means the game has to be cancelled, then the game has to be cancelled. But it's not moving it out to Bishopstown because 100% here that will not be happening this year.
1: Yeah. Because the facilities, I mean, the jump. Like if you're bringing a young kid to Turner's Cross or Bishopstown, it's late in the
6: day. But it, it's not. It's not good on us as a team. It's not good on us as a club, and it's certainly not good on the league. From an advertisement point of view, of trying to bring money in and get people to come and watch games and advert and watch it on TV, you wouldn't want to watch a game at Bishopstown, like... People are paying money on TV to watch the game, and when you're playing, in it's the quality is not great because of the quality of the it ain't even the pitch. It's just that the whole environment around it probably doesn't make the game as attractive to players to play in. So we don't want that, you know. Yeah. We don't because we 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 want to be and having the best possible facilities as a football club and keep striving to take steps forward and then you go and play at Bishop tennis and step backwards yeah. so we certainly don't want that it won't be happening this year and if that's the case the league will just have to cancel the game and find another date to play the game Yeah on TV of course this year, do you um, think that's a huge stride for the league? Yeah it's massive, I mean look we haven't since I've been here and since the league it, to have a game on TV we've been the club that I've never had one so you know, does that come down to performances and stuff like that it probably does and are we attractive to watch on the TV probably not so because they don't want to see a high level of scoring so we have to make sure that when we have the game on TV we do well and they want to put more of our games on
1: Danny Murphy thanks so much you that know, was great no worries great stuff out of Danny there I also caught up with our new signing Greg Bulger <laughs>
3: White Cork City again. That's it, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since I had this jersey, so looking forward to it. Are you living down uh, down in Cork? Yeah, I'm living in Cork now. Um, I'm living there, yeah, myself and, uh, and Barry Coffey. We're finishing kind of sharing a house together, so uh, we're in Bandon, a bit out of the city, but uh, it's nice now. Nice little gaff, cozy gaff, and uh, making it our own, yeah. You're speaking of pure Cork's homes, Cork I'm
7: going <laughs> Cork City
1: now, bye. I suppose looking back at the memories you had in 2016 and 17, what was the real standout for
3: you? Um. Yeah, there was, I know, to be fair. We had a lot of good nights. Obviously, the European over the two years I was there, the European Games, um, seeing a full cross was, was, was amazing. And um, just every game, every game was was, was massive for us going, going to train and, and picked on that year. And um, so every game was massive. But I think some of the games, some of the European nights. Gank and stuff like that, playing and playing out in Sweden, we're, were great times and getting the fans to travel, travel the country, travel to Europe basically. And um, but look, there was many, many a night. Um, one sticks out. Probably the European nights were the best nights. Yeah, one of that Shawnee McGuire goal. That was uh, it was a special one. Yeah, there was there was many Shawnee <laughs> McGuire goals. Um, and when he left, then uh, we we missed him. That that year we won the league, but. Um, yeah, no, it's, obviously, Sean, going to have a great career, and there's been a lot of lads that have had great careers from, the, from, from that team, and obviously, I'm probably the only one back now yeah. that, that was playing, playing then, and that's the difference, It was mad, you think about it, when you look at the squad now, the last time I was there, There's all, like, established players and men, and obviously, the game was getting younger anyway, but um, a lot of younger squad now, and probably the only one one Fella, well, what are the major changes you've seen from your
1: time in 17, 16, 17? So now,
3: yeah, well, I think that's I just touched on it there. Like just, just wasn't sort of quality of players. We've got good quality squad at the minute, but just seeing, like I said, you had your Alan Bennett, Kenny Browns, Mark McNulty They're all established men, and now it's as a lot younger. And um, it's, it's good to see me looking at it personally, like seeing there's lads there, you know, it's like 16, 17, starting their careers in the League of Ireland. And, and um, there's some top quality players there in the underage. And I think they'll have good careers. So it's for me, looking down, being the older statesman, looking down and seeing them, how, how they are starting their careers. And I think they'll go on. There's a few who have a right chance to have a really good career here, here in Ireland or abroad. So just for me, looking down at that and seeing that is, 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 is nice, you know. Yeah, maybe it's something we lacked a bit last year. but people being vocal in the
1: dressing room thats something that's going to happen this year do you think
3: yeah look I'd, I don't know I can't speak on yeah. what what way the dressing room was last year or anything like that but look I'm I, I, first of all, for me, I, I try to lead anyway by just my actions on the pitch, being out on the pitch, and being a leader that way. And um, obviously, quite vocal and stuff like that. But you need, like, you look at it now, and you look at all the teams. You need three or four lads leading it, and just you look at all the teams around the league, and I'm sure it's the case where you need three or four lads leading it. And there's like four captains for all the world. And a lot of teams do that now. And, we need we need as many as we have. We have a good few down in Cork at the minute, like Mo's, Keen Coleman, uh, Sean Murray's been Mo's. himself just lads, there are very coffee and stuff like you know. And you, you need you need more than one lad to be leading it. And uh, I think we have that. Um, and I think, like I said, for me personally, I just want to lead by my actions on the pitch obviously try and try and say what I need to say in the restroom or whatever but uh, first of and foremost play well look after yourself do well and lead that way
1: yeah what were you thinking when you were looking at Cork City last year I know you had your own season to worry about but when you're looking at a club like that going down the way they did what were your, what were your thoughts on
3: it yeah um, look I, obviously I was hot spot for Cork because I done so well there when I was there and we had a great year the two years I was there and obviously I loved my time at the club so I, obviously I was on the other side of it with Slygo year you know we were kind of like there was a time there where we were we were down in it so obviously didn't want a car to go down personally and um, but the main thing for for me was sligo and, and staying up and uh, so you're looking at it there it's tight the, the, the divisions were tight you know so um Probably three or four teams there that could possibly were fighting out for it, and uh, just didn't want to, to to go down myself personally, just yeah. for being there, and knowing the club. But uh, I couldn't, I can't, I can't really say from my side because I was just in the own little bubble, worrying about Sligo Rovers, you know.
1: Not to be too rude about it, but I mean, 16, 17, you're know, the FA Cup and the league, and then now you're just in the first division. Is that a bit of a wake up, wake up call for
3: yourself? Yeah, like, like I said, it's for me. Well, for me, Cork. Yeah, look, I haven't really took that in now at the minute. I was just been down here for the last what, three four weeks and all I'm concentrating on is getting fit. and um, you kind of forget at times after like we're in the first division because we're just our focus is on getting fit and trying to get us a, a style of play going and stuff. But um obviously that's where the club's at at the minute, you know? and um, and it is what it is, um, whatever, for whatever reason over the years, I don't know, I can't really comment on it too much with things going on, the background, squads, whatever. Um, but I think this year now, it's, it, there's a good positivity around the place. Like I said, I can't speak for last year what way it was and um, it's a case where that's forgotten about, there's no talk, new manager, new players, obviously a few kept from last year, uh, good young lads, so it's all positive and uh, we'll hopefully have a good right season. Obviously Tim has brought in a good few his players that he wants and knowing Tim, the way he operates, he'll want to play attacking football. And there's, look, there's different ways to win football, but he'll want to play free and good football and, and that's the way we're going to try and do it. Yeah, what's Tim like as a coach? Yeah, no, he's very good, like I said, he's uh, he's been very good with the young Lads, he wants us to play the right way, on the like playing through the thirds and all that, getting our creative players on it and trying to score goals. Obviously, you look at results in pre-season, which you shouldn't really. just from a fan's point of view, and um, it's all about getting partnerships, building partnerships between players, and um, working really hard in training. Um, I wouldn't look into the results too much. It's all about, all about the first night against Kerry. So, um, but I think there's loads of goals in our team, and. Um, I am um, excited. Jaden Numa, big expectations on his shoulders. So is, uh, who's he getting on? Yeah, no, Jaden Jaden is, is good. Like I said, there's, there's two. There's, there's Jaden, There's Cottle, There's Josh. There's, there's young lads there. Young, young um, I think Matt Murray, left back. Just top quality lads that are going to affect our first team, you know. And they're going to be given the chance if they're doing it in training and if they perform on the, on the on the match nights. So uh, with Jaden, yeah, there is. Look, it's a case because he's still young, and will he be starting for us? Donald. Will he be involved? Definitely. But um, he's, you can see the quality in him. Uh, he has loads of good attributes that you see straight away for a 16 year old. So I think uh, he's in a promising career. Just, hasn't. just talking to Tim there. I think he probably will be starting on a few occasions yeah, at, yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah. Do you think he's going to go on to
1: have a huge career in Europe? Or yeah, UK? well, look, I
3: think that's up to him. He has the ability. Like, you know, he's still young. You can't say yeah and no because um, you just don't know in football what way things work out. But uh, he has a right chance. And it'll be one where Tim and, and the staff if I can give a hand uh, we'll be trying to help him as best he can and it's up to him then but um, the potential is there and I know loads of clubs around Europe and all are looking for him and I'm not sure what the story is there in terms of obviously with Brexit and stuff and, but um, he, has, um, he has I think he has a bright future ahead of him yeah Yeah. what are your own expectations of the season ahead first out for myself, personally, play as many games as I can. Um, look, uh, with me, I, I had options to play in the Premier Division uh, this year with Sligo and with one or two other clubs. Um, I feel like I've played, i played 33 games last year. I feel like I'm hoping to play that again, whatever, round them numbers. Um, so I'm just looking forward to getting out, playing the best that I can possibly could be my last year so I don't know, I want to try and win something obviously our, our aim is to win the league and there's no hairs oh, or grace about that, that's that's our aim win the league and it has to be and uh, with that there's a bit of pressure which is great, embrace it and that's what we're saying to the lads, embrace the pressure big club like Cork um, we're putting our stall out, our aim is to win the league and uh, yeah, embrace. It. Yeah, why
1: did why did you forego Premier Division football for the First Division?
3: I uh, look, there was there was things going on in the background with, uh, with coaching and stuff like that as well, and trying to get me badges. There was a package there for me um, about trying to get my A license and stuff like that. Play for a year, assess it, then at the end of the year, which how my body is, and after it and all. And obviously, I love Cork as well, and like, love the place to live. And. Um, and a chance to chance to probably win something. Yeah. What's you your favorite thing about the, about the city and the place? Sure, the city and the place. Oh, turn of Cross, what a bad answer. It was not what was looking for yeah no look I know I just love love the people down there it's 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 football mad and um, and it's great look look I've I've played in Sligo last year as well and and it's a small town in Sligo and it's football mad as well like but uh, Cork is obviously on a bigger scale and uh, they love their football down there and uh, probably Nando's and your KCs could be I up there as fun. well they could be up there exactly. as well yeah maybe. The old Friday night after a game you get KCs if the if the queue's not too long. <laughs> <laughs> it always is though. Yeah, it always is. I was driving past the other day, I was like, Jesus Christ. Do we want people going in there than Turner's Cross at some point? No, no, not anymore. No, forget about next year, last year, it's all new year, so. Appreciate that. Great to
1: hear from all the city lads there and a reminder, the men's team get their League of Ireland season underway against Kerry in Turner's Cross this coming Friday but Cole Ramblers fans I didn't leave the either of E out as I caught up with the club's young player of the year Keen Brown
7: Keen Brown how are we fixed for the season ahead uh, yeah we're looking good we had a good pre-season an uh, unlucky result there last week against Kerry but other than that our squad is looking very strong and definitely looking to push for what we had last year if not better has uh, Shane been a big loss to the, to the team uh, Shane, Shane is a loss, but I think Gary's a gain as well. I had Gary before, underage, and I know what Gary can do. We won the under-19 league with Gary, with Wolford, so we can definitely... He's out there to bring in new ideas, new things, all that, and the squad is really getting on with him, so I think we can really push on this year. Yeah, and Shane spoke about leaving Cove uh, Ramblers in a good place. Do you think he's done that? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, Shane, Shane... What Shane did last year is absolutely brilliant. He recruited lads got a really good squad, the togetherness is what I think personally got us as far as we did. We all got on well with Shane, Shane got on with us, there was no bad eggs and we all wanted to do well for Shane which made a big difference. Yeah, do you think he overachieved last year? No, no I think on um, that final night Turner's cross I think there was no reason why we couldn't have won that game. We won't. We bet Wolford down the RSC in their home ground and I backed ourselves that night and unfortunately look they just got that extra time goal and they're a full-time team we're a part-time we train monday and wednesday so to be able to take a full-time team that far there's no reason why we couldn't beat any
1: yeah if wilson gets the goal it's potentially a totally different story (laughs) that's the way it goes but are you still a bit gutted over that one
7: yeah i think about it here and there but that was my first year at league of ireland men's level so to have just that experience of playing in the playoffs and such a big game and turn us across is brilliant for me, but I'd like to definitely do it again and hopefully go one further. When Ramblers player, the young player of the year
1: uh, last season, is that a bit of pressure uh, coming into this one?
7: Uh, nah, look, it's brilliant to win, but I just try to stay focused now and see what I can do for the year. And It's more focused on the team and try to do well, but to have that acknowledgement is it's very nice to that players vote for me and fans yeah obviously a lot of the the star men were um pushed by our clubs this year how do you think you'll up in this season uh, yeah look it was obviously the lads gone they're all gone doing full-time stuff and you have to respect that as well look in league of Ireland things chop and change every year so but we're at there recruiting well the young lads on our team are pushing on now and I think we can challenge again just with what we have yeah what's like
1: being a part-time football or what's uh, your other
7: gig if you have one Um, I, I like it because during the week I work in the arena where I for train every week so I see them I could make their coffee some mornings and stuff like that so <laughs> how does that one go down with you uh, last year I wasn't great now <laughs> especially but coming up to that uh, playoff I actually had to take the week off work that week <laughs> for that playoffs. I couldn't, I couldn't do it but now, like, look, I'm friends with a lot of them as well, so like, a few of them are local and I'm after getting to know them over the year. But, yeah, part-time footballers, I think it's brilliant. The level and the intensity we do is just as good as any full-time team yeah. on the nights we get. So Even more so, potentially, because you're putting in the work. Yeah, this, yeah, for nights, yeah, for them two nights, yeah. For them two nights, nice, like, we're putting in the work and, like, it's a bit of a travel for me, but I have three lads with me in the car and getting t- closer to them and knowing what they like and... It just builds the team more.
1: Yeah, Cove is obviously just known for renowned for having that uh, family as- aspect, community aspect. Of yep. What's the support from the fans been like last season, and what we coming into this one? Sure, I said all
7: oh, last year the fans, the fans were amazing last year. And to score that final goal when Matt scored that bicycle kick in near the end of the Warfare game, like right in front of the fans, you could see any pictures. No. Like <laughs> they absolutely loved it, and it's so. Same again this year down in Coleman's Park. We'll have a new pitch, new things to look forward, and hopefully the fans will be on our back again, and we we'll give them something to cheer for. Yeah, what are the differences between Gary and uh, Shane's style of management? Um, I think they're similar enough. Gary, Gary's had to bring in new ideas, as in tactics wise, and so what he has to give. Obviously, it's, I think it's Gary's first year manager, manager. So. Um, It'll take a bit to get used to. It. I only have them for four weeks now, well, since January, so another few weeks I might have a better answer, but for now, it's, <laughs> you know yourself, so yeah, they're, they're a little bit different, but they're similar enough in ways as well. Yeah, is there a team in the division three that's really going to stand out this year, besides, besides Ramblers? Um, I think Bray, um, one of the lads from to go going there, Shane Griffin, who, mm-hmm a big signing and I think he can make a difference in a lot of teams so personally I'm playing against Bray last year I always found they were our toughest opponents just to play against the way they played so yeah I think Bray would be a standout team for me yeah, yeah. a lot of people would have said Cork City absolutely nailed on you don't really know and um, I think anything can happen as a Cove man against Cork I don't know I'm not I'm a Wolfer fella but I play for Cove now, so against Cork, they're a team everyone wants to get at, it, so it's up to them to perform, all the pressure's on them to go win that title, but I think other teams will be after them. What's your own expectation for the year?
1: As a team? For yourself and the team.
7: A uh, team, it's same as last year, if not we can go one further hopefully, but definitely in playoffs, there should be not less about that, and as a player, look, just... Hopefully replicate last year and go, one yeah. better maybe, just get more help out the team as much as possible. And yourself? Yeah, just myself, not much, I will not really talk about myself much, I don't know, but. I'm asking, you, you have an excuse? <laughs> yeah. Nah, um, myself, look, I can try push on, try be a leader on the pitch and be Iran's best player and try to get more goals, assists and push for that outspot and try to finish as high as possible. Keen Brown, thanks so much. Thank you very much. That's was brilliant, man. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Brilliant stuff for of Brown of Cove Ramblers there. Huge season for them ahead as well as Cork City. And that is my lot for the evening. Dan Casey signing off on the Big Red Bench here on Red FM. Best of luck to the hurlers tonight. Stevie G is on the way next.
0: Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.